0: Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time it is for you, make it a good time. Today, we're going to focus on a very simple yet profound message. And it is the power of achievement. The power of achievement. What does it mean to me? What does it mean to you? And what should it mean? To achieve maximum results. In all of our endeavors. Well, if you want to know the truth, look within. No one can tell you what you're supposed to do or be or achieve. Our dreams are personal things. They are highly individualized. So even identical twins raised by the same hand, in the same household, should have vastly different dreams. Nature versus nurture. Our nature is highly individualized. Yet, nurture I.e., our environment, the stimulus that we are surrounded by growing up and existing in the physical world with other people, it's all the same, isn't it? It's the same environment we share. And so what happens, or what tends to happen but shouldn't, is that our individual nature gets squeezed through the Plato factory of shared reality? Thus, we become homogenized, normalized, and by extension, marginalized in our own effort to express our individual character and our individual strength and our individual beauty of being a unique person. And so our dreams, aspirations, goals, they get dulled down. They get retrofitted so that they can coexist peacefully amongst all the other humans and all their designs. And so we're going to break this into a few parts so that we can kind of dissect this larger idea on how to achieve success on your terms and what that may mean. Because we've been all taught what success means, we probably all have similar ideas well. Firstly, loads of cash. We're just really wealthy. If you're wealthy, That equals success, right? And of course, we can't be lonely. We have to have the perfect mate or string of mates. Next, of course, we have to be powerful. We must have a career, perhaps in politics or law or medicine, or something that really pays a lot and we have a lot of influence. To be successful, surely we must do these things. And then, of course, we must be tall and thin and fair-skinned. And we must have good parentage. You get the idea. It's a load of horse shit. This thing we've been fed is nonsense, complete and utter nonsense, because success has nothing to do with those ideals or those things that society wants to imprint upon us. I'll tell you something, and we'll break it down into a real world example. I've had the honor and privilege of visiting Thailand multiple times and getting to know the Thai people In my early years, I was just obsessed with comparing and contrasting the differences between American culture and Thai culture. And one of the things I found early on, and I found it most curious, was that in Thailand, they value fair skin, light skin. In fact, they hide from the sun, especially women, but men too. They keep their children out of the sun. They wear hats. They even wear protective like ski masks that you would think of as a bank robber wearing. They use that for farming, for riding around in the car. They cover up because they don't want to get dark. Now in America, we love tan skin. We kind of make fun of pasty faced people. And so tanning salons, or something that people pay for, artificial tanning creams. And so I thought, well, worst business idea ever, opening a tanning salon in Thailand, you would have zero customers because that's not what they want. And so, which is right? Well, obviously neither. Obviously the choice is if you're born with darker skin, embrace that, if you're born with lighter skin, embrace that. Each has value and each has limitations. There's no perfect. And yet, depending on what country we're from or what culture we're from, we're sold this ideal or this standard of beauty. So let's take that and let that grow into a new idea. Fat versus thin, which is more beautiful? Depending on which time period of history you're in, some meat on your bones and some fat was a good thing. It was an ideal of beauty. And then something happened where we started worshiping the very thin, and supermodels became extremely thin borderline hospital thin. And so which is right? Well, in this case, we can say that there's no one case that's right. Depending on our genetics, depending on our lifestyle, depending on what we want, our body may be a little different than other people, and that's okay. But we should probably avoid extremes Extremes are, generally speaking, rather unhealthy. Now, if you have a 6-foot person that's 80 pounds, a walking skeleton with 0% body fat, it's not a healthy thing. There's no buffer there. They're going to start digesting their own ligaments and tendons just to stay alive. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, if you have the 700-pound mammoth that's just pounding milkshakes and burgers, getting them delivered to their room because they can't fit out of their door. Who could argue that that's healthy? I'm sure there's someone that could argue that case. But for my case today, let's just say if you're looking for a good life, avoid the extremes. The truth is somewhere in the middle, but it's not exactly at the 50% mark. It's wherever you feel best. Because success, achievement, these things should be highly personalized. And so it's good to have an ideal in your mind, but make it flexible. Because life is all about ups and downs. We tend to get tanner in the summer. We get a little whiter in the winter, and that's okay. If we are really rejoicing and having good holidays, we should be eating more, putting on a little more weight. And if we feel like running, getting sunshine, going on a diet, then we get a little bit slimmer. That's okay. When we embrace the wave format of success, we break away from the static fixed point of success, then success and achievement become a lot more possible. It becomes a lot more real. And we can begin to live within that frequency of success rather than always chasing the perfect ideal. And that perfect ideal, that static point we're kind of discussing right now, It's artificial, okay? It doesn't exist, except within our own minds. And so, to truly become free, to truly become successful, you need to sort of divorce yourself from society's ideas of success and achievement. You may have a guy that has $10 in his bank account, but he may be very successful because he gets to do what he loves. And you may have a guy with billions of dollars in his bank accounts. And he may feel vastly inadequate because he's lacking in other areas of his life. So obviously money is not a good gauge of success. It's just not. We'll talk a lot more about money because it's a complex issue and we all have lots of hang-ups with it. But for now, let's just agree or disagree that money is not a good gauge of success and fulfillment and achievement. It's just simply not. We need enough to survive, but Freedom and time is also an important component to being successful. And the more we work away our life for money, we are sacrificing. And so there's a balance sheet. There's a balance sheet we need to look at. And it includes factors such as time, time we spend, time we have. How do we spend our time? Do we have enough of it to do what we really love? Or are we forced to work non-stop? We have to look at our relationships. And that's a vastly complex topic. Maybe you're a young single person looking for that perfect someone. Maybe you're dating someone and you're not quite sure if it's going to work out. Maybe you've just fallen head over heels in love with someone and you're just knocked out with the power of infatuation. Or maybe you've been married for a while and you're just kind of drudging through it. Whatever the case, there's always a counterweight and it always comes down to perspective. So to be successful and have achievement, relationships play a large role how do we relate to others? And most importantly, how do we relate to ourselves? We're gonna branch off on a little side topic about that. And that is this, the English language is filled with traps and tricks to get us to think a certain way. And I'll paint one example for you right now. In the English language, refer to ourselves as i first person in fact i remember in school anyone who referred to themselves by their name was instantly ridiculed because it's grammatically incorrect think about the nuance there we refer to ourselves as i therefore we identify with whatever statement we're making What do you do? What are you? Oh, I'm a lawyer. I am a doctor. This statement is completely inaccurate. And yet, our minds are driven to believe it. Because of the way the subconscious mind works, we identify with what we say. We become what we love, we become what we hate. We just become that which we think about. And so if we keep repeating this and repeating this, then our identity becomes tied to something artificial, a profession, a role, even our name. I am Joe. No, you're not. Your parents maybe have named you Joe, but that doesn't make you a Joe. That's just some name that you're called. And so even having a name, is quasi artificial, if you want to know the truth about it. And so because we speak English, because we have this vastly complex system of characters and symbols and words that have double and triple meanings and words that are just complex, we have to look at language with precaution. Look at how we speak. Look at how we say things. Because that can become a severe impediment If we start mistaking our identity for other things, well, we've been trapped. We've been trapped. And so this ties into success achievement because we cannot identify by our name, or by our career, or by our net worth, or by our status in any way like this. We can simply say, if we want to be accurate, accurate and adequate in our description that, well, the thing I do to make money is if someone asks you, what do you do? You don't have to answer with your profession. You could answer with anything you like to do, force them to be specific. Stop falling into the routine and trap of conversation. Unless, of course, you're quite satisfied to scratch on the surface of who you are. I am Joe. I am a salesman. I am a male. I am single. Do you see how that can become somewhat constricting in our identity? I am is a trap, plain and simple. And yet we all say it. We all hear it. And it's important to wake up from the trance, to recognize what we truly are. And it's not for me to say what we truly are, because I'm still discovering it. But I would say that we are having a human experience. We are in a process of becoming. And that leaves room. It leaves room for growth. It leaves room for expression. It leaves room for individuality. We're not just another cog in another machine. We're somebody. We're somebody special and we know this. So rule number one, if you want to be successful and make achievement Stop trapping yourself with language. Instead, use language to your advantage. Be specific. There's a lot of content on this out there. Language is like talking to the genie. If we're not specific, the genie will trick us. And we don't just have three wishes. Each time we speak. Each time we say something, we're talking to the genie every day, and we sort of get used to it, and so we forget about it. It becomes marginalized, and it becomes second nature, and it becomes automatic. And again, this is very dangerous, because if we're trying to be great, like the greatest version of something that we can be, then we need to be really conscious about our daily activities. We need to be conscious of things like how we're breathing, how we're holding our body, how we're dressing, what we're saying to other people, how we receive information from other people. How annoying is this when you go anywhere to the store uh, and you're checking out and they say, did you find everything okay? What an odd question. You know, obviously, I come to this store all the time. You always ask me the same thing. Come on, come on, man. Or always say, How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Sometimes someone's actually honest and say, Well, kind of having a rough day. And at least they're being honest. But it drives me a little bit crazy to hear this because robots could do this. Robots could do this. And again, another funny example, just to show you cultural difference. In Thailand, people don't say, how are you? That's so ambiguous anyways. How are you? Think about the implication of that question. How are you? It's really unanswerable. Well, how am I? What does that even mean? You could say, who are you? You could say, what are you doing? You could say, how are you going to do that? But how are you? It just doesn't make sense. And so, yeah, let's just answer with a nonsensical question. I am good. What does good mean? Are you obedient? Are you unquestioning? Are you a good little cog? Or are you waking up? Are you starting to get annoyed with these questions? So in Thailand, people say, well, it's translated into English as, have you eaten yet? The common greeting, no matter who you're meeting, is have you eaten yet? And I always thought that's so beautiful. And then if if they haven't eaten, the first thing that is done is sharing of food. If someone comes over to your house, have you eaten? Oh, yeah, I just ate. What did you eat? Oh, I had fried chicken and papaya salad. And then the conversation goes from there. It's just a much more natural way to progress. And, of course, if you're visiting family, it doesn't matter if you've eaten. You're going to eat more. They're going to bring you food. They're going to bring you water. They're going to bring you drinks. They'll bring you a warm beer and a cup of ice because it's a different place and they have a different language. So language plays a big role in becoming successful, making achievement. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. But there's a big-ass bridge to cross, and language lays the bricks of that bridge. Because we talk to ourselves, we think in terms of language. And yet, here's another idiotic thing that we're taught. We're taught not to talk to yourself. Only crazy people talk to themselves. We're taught this as an early age. Oh, don't talk to yourself, especially not out loud. But meanwhile, everyone's secretly talking to themselves in their mind, wondering if they're going crazy. I mean, I can't be the only one that talks to myself in my mind. I know you all do it. I know that there's a two-sided conversation, like a game of ping pong, questions and answers. This is natural. This is a natural way of thinking. First comes the question, then comes the response, which leads us into a deeper exploration of language as a form of achievement. What kind of questions are you asking yourself? And when you do this, are you rushing to answer, or do you actually let the question sit sometimes think about that one. And we'll progress through this dialogue about achieving success. What does that even mean? Well, when you achieve something, it means you got it, you've done it, you did it, there was a struggle, you put in work, and now you have acquired some sort of thing, whatever it is. Maybe you worked really hard and you got the car you wanted and you have achieved owning your dream car now all you have to do is pay for it for the next 60 months plus interest when you achieve success when you achieve goals depending on how you define that you're going to be either very disappointed with yourself all the time and down on yourself or you're just going to be over the moon ecstatic And so loosening up your standards can actually improve your demeanor in your life. And so if you start defining success differently, like here's a great expression, you hear the old timers say this sometimes, say, how are you doing? How are you? Well, every day above ground is a good one. It's by basically saying by being alive, they are being successful because they're old. And I think this wisdom comes with age because they have seen their friends pass away. They've experienced heartache. Maybe they've lost their wife or their husband or maybe even, God forbid, they've lost their children. And by getting through the difficult times, they have learned to define success differently. They are no longer struggling to make more money or have more things. They are simply content to be breathing with a heartbeat and that's always been a real stunner for me when I hear someone say that and I didn't really resonate that or resonate with that for a while and I kind of thought it like that's a strange way to answer just by being alive they're happy okay odd because I never felt that I never felt that appreciation of just being alive I took it for granted being young being American and being on autopilot Life is sort of a give me, it's a granted thing. But for a lot of people, it's not. For a lot of people, health is not something that they are blessed with. Sickness, struggle, and even death. It's a great humbling agent in the force of life. And so if you're healthy, Count your blessings. Count that as a success. Put a little check in that column. Well, I'm healthy. I'm breathing. My heart's beating. Body functioning. And if we count those small successes, then we'll look for more small successes. Well, I made it to work. No incidents. No fender bender. No traffic incidents. No one even flipped me the bird, so hey, I'm winning. You know what I mean? We're talking about a shift of mindset. We're talking about breaking the trance that we are force-fed of what success and achievement is. And looking at the blessings, counting the small things. Because life is a whole bunch of small things happening all the time and those big things they rarely happen if ever for most of us you know if you're working away in the hopes of achieving success by owning a $500,000 house and driving a $50,000 car you're going to be working a lot And then when you buy those things, you're going to find out that there are a lot of costs that come along with that. Now you have to fill that house with furniture. Now you have to pay the utilities, the homeowner's fees. You have to pay for the lifestyle. And if you're working that hard, you're not really going to have a lot of time to live there. Unless you're paying cash for these things. You're going to pay a ton of interest. You're going to pay insurance. You're going to pay and you're going to pay and you're going to pay. And that idea of success will remain distant on the horizon and you will sink slowly into the despair of being unsuccessful. However, you have a different choice. You could celebrate the path, you could celebrate life. You could work hard and stack up your money. You could even still buy the expensive house and car, but enjoy the process. But living within your means is a huge aspect of success. And this needs to be talked about. This is a whole other subject. I'll prod it a little bit. But by defining success differently, it can become a lot more achievable. Why do you have to have such an expensive house, such a big house, and such a nice car? Wouldn't you be happier with a smaller, more affordable lifestyle? Wouldn't it be better to be able to save money and save time and sort of save life? By taking that idea of success and shifting it through thought, and through talking, through action, pretty much anyone can become successful. Pretty much anyone can enjoy life. Now there are those that will always be miserable, no matter what. And that is okay. But that is a choice. That is a choice. And it's up to each of us to make that choice. And so this sort of leads into another dynamic aspect of this idea of success relationships. How many of us have a friend or a sister or a brother, or perhaps it's our parents or even our own spouse. How many of us have that special someone that is never happy no matter what? Most of us know someone like that. And these individuals tend to drain us. There's a lot of content on this as as well. You know, there's like a vampire energy associated with them. And we say, why do we even hang out with so-and-so? I feel like crap each time I do. And yet we keep going back. Be careful because their ideas will influence yours. Consciousness is shared. It is fluid. And part of your job may be to uplift them. And part of their job may be to push you down. Just be aware. Am I telling you to get rid of them? No. No, they might need you. I think that there's always... There's always a balance. There's always a, a, an equation that's seeking to be balanced. And so... If we're trying to only surround ourselves with positive and great people, that's fine. That's actually one school of thought. If you're trying to become super successful, then hang out with super successful people. Granted, that's probably going to work. But is that realistic? I mean, do you have to cut off ties with your mom and dad if they're super negative? Ideally, you should learn how to armor up before interacting with Negative energy people. Ideally, we don't have to turn our backs on our family to achieve success. That sounds a lot like a cult to me. When they tell you you have to cut ties with everyone else and then just follow them. Cult warning, cult warning. And yes, I am saying it. The pursuit of success and achievement has become a cult. It has. Just look at the characters that inhabit the upper echelons of society. Look at how they behave. Look at how they act. It is extremely cultish. And I'll leave that right there because I just wanted to probe the topic of relationships as it pertains to success and what it means to you. This is a fun talk for me, and it's something I've wrestled with for a long time. I have an innate drive to succeed. I have a hunger and I have a thirst that cannot be quenched, and it has driven me forward each day. And yet, it is the very thing that has tormented me each and every day as well. Because no matter what I get, how much I have, I'm never happy with it. Does this sound like you? Well, we're not alone. Achievers and successful people, we've been pushed through the system to be so. And if we're to be happy, to be fulfilled... We need to pump the brakes on that. We need to appreciate the small victories. We need to really check ourselves and say, hey, come on. It's a trap. It's a trap. No matter how much you have, you always want more because the mind is never satisfied. And so it's up to us as a person to say, I am not my mind. I am not my programming. I am not a robot. That is pursuing success. What am I? Well, I don't know. I'm becoming... I'm something that's having a human experience, trying to figure it all out. Achieving success seems to be important to a lot of people. And it seems to be very difficult to a lot of people. And so I thought it'd be a, a good topic to discuss. This topic was just kind of thrown together, I didn't really plan it, I didn't write it out, I'm just speaking from the heart, speaking from experience, throwing in a few examples here and there. I'm improvising a podcast. Am I successful? Well, let's see. I'm gonna listen to it after I end the recording. I'm gonna listen to it and think of how it sounds. And then... I will judge it I might trim it down a little bit I don't know I like to leave it unedited though And so Will I define it as success? Yes I will I'll take it Because I did it I'm doing something new It's not perfect But if even one person listens to it I'll consider it a success Even if no one listens to it Even if people listen to it and hate it I'll still consider it a success because I was able to voice, I was able to say things that have been sort of brewing in my being for some time. And with that, I'll say thank you for listening. Appreciate all of y'all out there in the Cybertronic world. I'm choosing podcast formula because I think that audio is important. I think that words and ideas are important. We become too visually stimulated. I hope that you're not like staring at your phone while you're listening to this. This is a reminder. I should have said this in the beginning, but I don't want to be too ritualistic with these things. If you can, close your eyes when you're listening to podcasts. It's amazing. Lay down, take a break, listen to it. If you're driving, you know, focus on the road. Don't go on autopilot on the road. You're not that good of a driver yet, okay? Focus on the road, be safe. Focus on your life and let the ideas bounce around. Don't believe anything I'm saying. Check it out for yourself.